Hi, Avril here from Access Credit Union. We are delighted to once again sponsor the Star Sports Podcast. As part of our range of new business loans, we now offer Cultivate Farm Finance, the farmer-friendly loan package. With a Cultivate loan, farmers in West Cork can benefit from the local decision-making and personal service offered by Access Credit Union. To find out more, go to accesscu.ie forward slash cultivate, call me on 085 268 2727 or 028 21883, where a member of our team will be happy to help you with your inquiry. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham County, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose the credit union, choose local choose community on this week's show we're going to be joined by mike johan captain of the liar oversight that secured a famous beamish cup final victory over rivals clonakilty a number of weeks back mike was chatting to Joe mccarty at the celtic ross hotel in ross carberry on tuesday when liar were awarded with a west cork sports star monthly award for their beamish cup exploits we're also going to chat to international freestyle kayaker Anise O'Donovan from Skibbereen. Anise has an incredibly interesting story to tell, and she's also been speaking to Ger McCarthy. So let's jump straight into it. Here's Mike Johan, captain of the Beamish Cup champions. Now, I'm delighted to be joined here uh, at the Celtic Ross Hotel um, at, for tonight's uh, ceremony for the monthly award winners who are Lyre Rovers following their Beamish Cup success, West Cork League Beamish Cup final success, defeating uh, Clannacilty Soccer Club 1-0 in the final. I'm joined by the captain, Mike Johan, and by the manager, Tom Barry. Tom, if I could start with you. Um, you weren't there on the day of the final, but uh, I'm sure the cup was brought around to your house shortly afterwards. What does this mean uh, for the club? Because I know how much time and effort goes into it, uh, not just from the players, from the people behind the scenes as well. Yeah, thanks, George. It's a great achievement. It was nice to win it for the first time, especially when we lost the final a couple of years ago. But hopefully now it will get the whole club a lift going forward. Um, you had a full squad out that day. You've had a, a big panel. You need a big panel to play in the West Cork League because you've been struggling at the wrong end of the table at the Premier Division. But um, how important was it to have, have all those players available on the day itself? Very important because when we have a full team out, we're as good as anyone in the league. Like, it's just about the GA commitments that we're always missing a few. But in fairness to all the GA clubs, they left us have all the players this weekend, so it made a big difference. Yeah, and it did because Clan beat you twice in the league, and it just showed what you're capable of when you have a, when you have all your players. You turned it around on the day itself. Yeah, we're very strong, especially at the back. Like, and goalkeeper is very strong with plenty of midfield and Sean White and Shane up front will always score goals. Like. 
And he did on the day itself. He converted that winning penalty. Mike, if I could turn to you from your point of view, having played Clan a couple of times, coming into the final, you were underdogs, you were rank outsiders, but you showed what you could do against not alone Riverside in the final, but in Kilgobbin away and Bear away in the earlier rounds. And in, this is why it's so important when you win a Beamish Cup. You're playing the opposition's best team because they always put out their best teams for the, for the Beamish Cup itself. Yeah, I suppose, um, I suppose Saturday against Kilgobbin, I suppose we were 2-0 down going into the, into the second half and we hadn't really played great again we were under strength or whatever we'd only 11 the same day I'd say but um, then we got a man sent off and it was only then we started playing really like you know when, when the lads dig in you know there, there is a fine squad there but then we got stronger of course when we went on in the rounds we got stronger and uh, we we got our best team out for the, for the semi-final and final then so that just shows that we are strong enough for, for any team in West Cork or whatever, but we do need a squad. Yeah. So, um, like, we we played Clan twice earlier in the year and they beat us comprehensively, really. We weren't at the races at all the same day. But again, we were probably under strength. So, being underdogs going to the final probably suited us because we knew ourselves that we would be strong enough when we had our our full squad. So, so being underdogs totally suited us going to the final then yeah I saw you in that semi-final win over Riverside you got off to a rocky start that day but you turned it around as you said how important was it to get that game under the belt at the Baltimore Road ground where you played the final yeah that that was massive to us because again that was probably maybe the second time in the year that that 11 had played together and playing in Skibbereen as well when the final was there was huge because like you said, it, it took us 10 minutes quarter an hour to get into the game. But when we got on top, then when fellas knew what everyone else was doing, we, we, we knew then that we were going to be strong enough firm and fellas relaxed into the game and we took it from there. Yeah, and just the final itself, you were playing a Clannacilty soccer club team that were after knocking out the three in a row chasing Dunmanway who had beaten them in the previous two finals so they were going pretty they were going very well they're still in with a shot of winning the Premier Division title so it was a real task for you that day but just on the day itself it was a tense cup final I'd say more so than anything else but the chance when you got the penalty Shane stuck it away and it was it was good enough to win it but from your perspective as a player in the pitch what kind of a game do you remember it being or do you remember anything from it? <laughs> yeah sure like it was tight like that but that probably suited us because you know, if it was going to be a goal first, we were we, we were never going to come out and tap against Clan. Like so, so like our game plan was to keep it tight, like and and like nil all for as long as possible was going to always suit us because we were only going to win it by the odd goal anyway. So, like that was basically our plan, like just to to, to keep it tight and keep them from scoring. No, probably Johnny Lee. He was probably a big loss to Clan as well because he, he has been scoring goals and stuff, and uh, he's a big threat up front, and he's good to hold it up and everything. So like we were probably lucky in that sense, but at the same time, like Phyllis performed well on the day, like so. They certainly did. Now, Tom, uh, you had two able deputies on the sideline that day, Derek Draper and Willie Griffin. I mean, were you in contact with them at any stage, or had you laid out a plan, or how did it all work on the day when you weren't there yourself? I was following German character on Twitter. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> no, we had we spoke Saturday evening because I was fine Saturday until Sunday morning. And woke up and I was constantly on the phone between them, and we kind of sorted out the team. We'd really a fair idea where we were going to play and how we were going to play. So I was in contact with them during the game as well. Like. 
Um, and just from your own uh, just from your own perspective, I mean, obviously you were disappointed to miss it, but you put a huge amount of time and effort into this club, not just this year, but down through the years. I mean, it's it's not always been easy. It's not easy being a manager in any in any sport, but especially in the West Cork League. But it's a fantastic achievement, and having Garrod, your son as well, play such an, an important role. It must have been a lovely moment for you when you when you heard that final whistle come through. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh you know, a great sense of achievement and everything, even though I wasn't there. Like, but two lot horse at the last, and I wasn't there. <laughs> That's true. But from your own perspective, I mean, you've seen the West Cork League done through the years. You know what the most difficult the Premier Division is 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 the top division. It's a hard thing to win. But the Beamish Cup is when all teams put out their strongest available sides. So to win it is a real achievement. What was in like we had to play all our games away. We played Gilgobin away. We played Bear away, and we played Riverside in Skibbereen, which was. So, like, it was a great achievement away from home as well, like all the games. But, um, no, we had a good enough strong squad nearly every game, I'd say. And does it make it easier to come back again next season or decide to come back or to get st- to stay involved? Because you've got a really dedicated bunch of players here. Well, I have no problem getting involved, like, but whether they'll turn up on the Sunday mornings is going to be the big issue again, like. But, like, to be fair, they're all young fellas, like, they're going to college, they have work, yeah. they have GA commitments, and they're playing other sports as well, like, so. Yeah. We're making the best of what we can do. Like so, hopefully it might give them a lift to gel them together better and get stronger every Sunday. Like and have a rattle off the league. Have a rattle off the league, Mike. How do you know how many years you're playing with Lawyer, or has it has it, has it blended into the background? Uh, I'd say I've been playing West Cork soccer. I'd, I think it was my twenty fourth season. Wow. Playing West Cork soccer, so like that, it made it special winning it for the first time as well. Then and stuff like that. Now, like. Like he said, there's a fine young team there. I don't know if I'll be part of it anymore. <laughs> but um, no, like, to the massive for lawyer, like, for, as a club, like, with young fellas coming up and, and the underage structure they have in place now and the new a new pitch, a second pitch. So, like, it is massive for lawyer to, to win this first Beamish Cup, like, and, and hopefully kickstart things going forward, like, that, that they'll keep the numbers up and keep the fellas that were involved this year involved again next year and bring on the younger fellas with them again that's what it's all about really is is bringing on the younger fellas and keeping the club going really is the the main thing so hopefully this will be a huge starting point now for for that going forward it'll be very hard to walk away from it mike when you've lifted and got a taste of it though i mean i know there's a nice blend of youth and experience in that squad and there has been you need that but i mean you win the beamish cup you get all, everybody's back up and running it again get a good start to the league would, would that be enough to keep it going um we're gonna say yes to that because your manager's nodding away right? <laughs> well i, I was re- I, I would have retired about three years ago only for tom Bay. like tom is unbelievable like he'll he'll He's he's the driving force behind that team, like really, you know, he'll be on to fellas day and night and and like if they can't make it there's never any problem but he'll he'll keep them in mind for the next day and he'll be on to Merlin the week again, making sure that they're there the next day and yeah. like the work he puts in is unbelievable, like. But um as for myself, I don't know, like I can't I, I, I won't say never but yeah. I I should retire like I'm 38 now this year so oh, you're still young. 
That's so. still young enough. Listen, <laughs> we leave the final words to the manager because um, at the start of any season, you don't know how it's going to go. You don't know what player availability. You know yourself as, as Mike. Uh, you're, you're no different than any other West Cork League manager and trying to get players out on Sundays. It's difficult and there's GA and there's everything going on. But all the effort and the time and the things that are happening at Lawyer as well, the new pitch, um, great underage structure, a lot of support. There was a huge amount of support there in the day of the Beamish Cup final. There's lots of reasons to be positive about Lawyer Rovers' future, Tom. Oh, definitely. Like we have very good facilities and everything like the work me hall puts in like and even all the underage trainers like Sean Maroney all the way down like they've all put in fierce work like and they're bringing on players all the time like and we have the players in the facilities so why not? Well, it's a fantastic way to end the season. We hope to see both of you back uh, next year on the sideline yeah. and wearing their rovers. Mike Cahan, captain of uh, the Beamish Cup winning Lyra Rovers team and manager Tom Barry. Thank you very much. Delighted to be joined by Avril Condell of Access Credit Union, who's here to tell us a little bit about Cultivate Farm Finance. So Avril, maybe just give us a brief introduction to what Cultivate Farm Finance actually is. So Cultivate is a collaboration of 40 credit unions uh, throughout Ireland. Um, West Cork has both Access Credit Union and Bantry Credit Union. Uh, The loan itself is up to 75,000 unsecured uh, for seven years is the max term, but obviously can be uh, personalised and customised to each individual's needs. Um, It's a great facility actually for for farmers um, because it covers cash flow, um, machinery purchases, like there's a fertiliser crisis now as we know. Um, So literally anything that is required for the farm can be covered by this loan. The the rate is very competitive and we can match the, the repayment term and the um, repayment frequency to each individual farmer depending on their enterprise um, and you also have the benefit of the life cover that comes with the credit union loan which I think is very important for people these days at no extra cost. And if I'm a farmer and I'm listening to you on this podcast today how can I get involved? So if you're not sure of which credit union um, you're involved with you can go to Cultivate Credit Union directly which is www.cultivate-cu.ie or you can phone 1800-839-999. And if Access is your credit union, you can contact me directly. So it's avril at accesscu.ie, or you can ring me on 085-268-2727. Irish international freestyle kayaker and skibbereen native Anissa Donovan is living in a van whilst chasing her dream of competing at the 2022 and 2023 World Championships. From Cornishall between Skibbereen and Drina, the 22-year-old rising star is a name to watch out for over the next two years for followers of West Cork Sport. She caught up with Ger McCarty to chat about her ambitions in the sport. Now, we are delighted to be joined here on the Southern Star podcast by an Irish freestyle kayaking team member there's things i never thought i'd uh, introduce in my life but it's fantastic to have a skibbering native as well 21 year old anais o'donovan joins us anais how are you i'm good Joe. how are you i'm really good um it's still it's great to talk to you uh we've recently found out that uh, you're part of the irish freestyle kayaking team but before we go any further with the conversation um the first question i have is i know what kayaking is and i've seen a bit of kayaking but my first introduction to freestyle kayaking was seeing some of the videos on your instagram page so for those who haven't seen it yet it looks very dangerous but can you explain please what the difference is between kayaking and freestyle kayaking of course i can so freestyle kayaking um is 
basically gymnastics in a kayak. You're doing somersaults, flips, tricks in a boat, and you have 45 seconds to put down as many tricks as you can uh, to get the highest number of points against your competitors. Gymnastics in a kayak does not sound easy. It doesn't look easy. So where did the uh, attraction to even trying this come from, Anais? Uh, I myself, I'm a gymnastics instructor. I've been coaching gymnastics for about nine years. And when I started kayaking and I started with whitewater kayaking, I just saw someone doing a, what's called a loop. And that's basically a full 360 rotation, a somersault in your kayak. And I just thought, wow, okay, this is what I want to do. This is awesome. And I think ever since I started hitting that goal, I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, I, I've seen some of those clips of you doing that. Explain to me how in the name of God, the kind of training that you need to put in to actually pull that off, because it's one thing to do those as a, gym, as a gymnast, but when you're inside in the water and very, very rapid and difficult and, and you know, tough, tough conditions, and you're in a kayak, to, to, to perform that kind of a flip must take a huge amount of training and preparation. It does, of course. Uh, I mean, we spent hours, you know, in the beginnings on the flat, and then we moved to moving water, and to be honest, you only see the good stuff on the Instagram. Most of the time, we are just flopping into the water and being uh, completely washed around. But uh, yeah, with a good bit of training, um, anything is possible, I guess. Um, you said that you were attracted to, to this type of thing. Obviously, you're into gymnastics. You're a personal trainer. It's, it's, your, it's your line of work. But were you aware of the amount of time and effort that it would take to actually master some of this? I honestly thought it would take a lot longer, um, but I'm extremely stubborn, so I'm not going to let guy can get the better of me. So when I want to do something, I'm going, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and tell me, I mean, when you, what age were you when you started kayaking to begin with? Oh, I started kayaking when I was 19, and I'm 22 now, so uh, nearly at it four years. But even at that, Anise, that's still a very, very short period of time, and in that. Um, you've been over to Nottingham as part of the Irish team for international training. That's that, that's a huge dedication in such a short period of time. You must be delighted to have made such progress in such a short period. I'm absolutely delighted. And with the opportunities for the world's best features, it's been incredible. Um, how did the making the Irish team come about? Uh, I guess I, got a, I had a goal in my head that I wanted to represent Ireland. Um, and then we have like a team selection every year. I went to it to try out and thankfully I made it again this year. So I will be representing Ireland at the 2022 World Free. That's fantastic. Um, but I, I saw on your Instagram page that as part of your training for when you did make the first Irish European Championships team, you were training three to four hours a day, six days a week. Is that correct? Um, it was around that. So at the moment I'm living in Nottingham. So I'm training five days a week and I do about three to four hours of um, water training every day and that's linked in with some strength and conditioning cardio training uh flexibility mobility and i suppose obviously diet and stuff comes into the equation as well it's a big commitment anise it's like it's a it's a real full-time commitment it's obviously something you're very passionate about and something you're very good at but it does take a lot of time it takes a lot of time and those wet cold mornings when it hailstones down it doesn't make it easy but the buzz we get at, at the end of a training session it does make it worth it um, how proud a moment was it to first represent your country at this sport? I I honestly can't even put it into words. It's such an honour to be able to say that I've represented my country and to be there with some of the top athletes on an international stage. You know, you are literally standing next to world champions and they're just on the same level as you in a way. And it's, it's incredible. It's 
it's amazing. Um, a lot of the preparation, a lot of the commitment, it takes time, but it also takes money. And you've been lucky that you've had some fantastic sponsorship uh, from your home in West Cork. Unfortunately, we aren't a, an Olympic discipline. We don't get any funding. So um, we we have to be adaptable, I guess. So things like I'm now living in a van to cut down on costs, uh, like rent and stuff. And, you know, you do what you can and you try to be smart. You work as much as you can on the off season and you make you make a good bit of sacrifices um, but it is all worth it at the end of the day um, You're living in a van which tells me exactly the commitment that you've got to this and this is your career path and this is what you want to do and it's commendable and it's lovely to hear somebody putting in that kind of effort but at the same time we're hoping coming out of this podcast that not just in West Cork but somebody listening might get in touch and help you with the sponsorship and what would sponsorship allow you to do Anais? Sponsorship would allow me to reach my full potential at the moment I am training as much as I can and I'm putting in the dedication. Coaching alone costs money. The course fees cost money. And without being able to pay those bills, it is, it, that is the barrier that we are facing. Um, we have the 2023 um, World Championships, uh, which will be coming up next year in Columbus in America. And that's going to be a huge amount of time off of work and a huge expense alone just to be able to travel and compete to represent their country and unfortunately none of that is funded so if someone could um, potentially give any bit of funding it would help me to live my dream and represent Ireland at the and I'll obviously do the best I can. Yes because I think to be fair kayaking and water sports are huge when it comes to the Olympics but this type of discipline is not yet an Olympic sport as you've said but it may well do in the future. Yeah there has been talks that it might become an Olympic discipline down the lines. And from your own point of view, look, this is, as we've, we've said, commitment, we've said passionate about what you're doing in the sport. Um, how, how, how much support do you get from those and your fellow competitors and anyone that you're dealing with over in Nottingham? It seems like, it's a, am I right in saying it's a close-knit group when it comes to freestyle kayaking that I haven't heard too many, too many more that are involved in the sport just yet? Everyone, like at the moment, we have so many nations already beginning to start training over here and everyone is super friendly. Everyone knows the struggles that each competitor is going through. And everyone tries to help each other out as best as they can. If that's, you know, sharing uh, coaching sessions or helping each other by giving tips on the water or giving people like the best places to go shopping to make things cheaper. Everyone here is really supportive, is always smiling. And it's just a wonderful atmosphere to be around. It sounds fantastic. And it's lovely to have that community spirit. Now, you come from an area in West Cork in Skibreen. When did you leave uh, Skibreen to chase this dream? I guess... I've been chasing it back and forth for the last uh, couple of, like, I suppose, three years now. Um, I left uh, about three to four weeks ago, uh, but before that, I'd been flying and driving back and forth to Nottingham pretty much every third or fourth week in the month for a couple of weeks at a time. Um, so it's always been flying the nest as such, but <laughs> returning home, whereas at the moment I'm, I'm out here for, for the long run, I guess. Why Nottingham? What is it that's in Nottingham that has you over there? So Nottingham is where the 2022 World Freestyle Championships are being held. So it allows me to train um, on the feature we'll be competing in, which is extremely valuable. But not only that, they have some of the world's best features all in the one place. So in Ireland, we have some really good features, but they're tidal, they're rain dependent, but there's only one singular in each location. And to, uh, to drive between those, it could be up to four hours. Whereas on the one course within maybe 200 metres, we have three incredibly good features. Um, and it just makes it more, 
accessible to be able to train and to be able to do multiple sessions at a time for safety reasons. Um, yeah, I love the way you say there's features. I mean, even looking at the video clips of what, you, what you're capable of doing inside in a kayak in unbelievably rapid water to throw yourself up in the air and land again. It is fast. It's fabulous to look at, but um, you've got to be very fit to do this. You've got to be very dedicated, but you also have to be uh, a lot of courage. And I know I, I, don't, mean, I don't mean to sound, to sound condescending, but like male or female competitors in this, you have to be completely 100% willing to do this because I'm assuming, Annie, is that there's, you get something wrong, that it is quite a dangerous thing that you're doing inside in the water at that, you know, at that tempo and at that, at, at, with those rapids coming at you. I think at the level that we're all training and competing at, it's quite a low risk. Um, I come from a creaking background where I'm kayaking on natural rivers, uh, down waterfalls. So this is nothing in comparison. And I guess if we capsize, meaning our boat turns upside down, we do what's called a freestyle roll or just a roll. And that brings us back upright again. And the other thing is, I also know that anyone who's sitting inside um, next to me in the water, they all have my back. So if something does go wrong, I know that someone is going to come as quickly as they can and help me get back on my feet. Oh man, I admired the bravery and the, and and the, the exuberance of you of the way you just described it. Because when you look at it, it looks fantastic to be in that kayak, to be doing a flip from the water and landing back on the dedication and the courage. And I say it again, the courage that it takes to do those things. I don't think you should undersell it. It it it, it is a fascinating sport, and it's one I can see being very attractive to sponsors and TV down the line and radio as well. When it comes to the Olympics, and I would imagine the way the Olympics is going in certain disciplines being introduced all the time, this is one with all the European Championships and the Worlds next year, as you said, it looks like it's only heading one way and that is to an Olympic discipline. It would be, uh, be cool if it could because I think it would open a lot more pathways and doors for athletes to be able to train more full-time. Indeed it would. Well, look, Anais O'Donovan, we're delighted to see your progress. It is fantastic to hear that you're putting in such an effort and so much dedication, living in and out of a van, training all the length, number of days and the length of hours that you're putting in. We hope that people will listen to this and help you with some sponsorship because it will be well worthwhile. I can hear your dedication. I've seen it on your Instagram page. Where can people find you on social media? I think the easiest place to find me on social media would be Instagram or Facebook. Uh, so it's just Annie. Issa Donovan on both of those um, it's probably the easiest way to find me and Issa Donovan we're going to keep track on how you're getting on just not just this summer but in the coming years and hopefully we'll see you at some stage uh, not just at the European and the World Championships but an Olympic finals as well uh, continued success in, uh, on your career and it was a, a real a real delight to talk to you thank you thank you so much for having me on talk to you soon Access Credit Union now offers Cultivate Farm Finance and is ready to support local farmers with a Cultivate loan, farmers in West Cork can benefit from the local decision-making and personal service offered by their credit union. To find out more, go to www.accesscu.ie forward slash cultivate or call on 028-21883. Now, finally, before we wrap up this week's show, just a few notes to draw your attention to. Obviously, this week's Southern Star Sports section is in shops now and some of the things to look out for in particular in this week's edition include our profile of the 30 strong Irish road bowling team that's heading to the European Championships in Germany this weekend. There's unsurprisingly a massive West Cork interest so that's worth picking up and reading if you're interested in road bowling or not. We also have news and reaction to the fact that Cork are going to be hosting Loud 
in the football qualifiers. That game will be played in Park Aquive, and there's more details in this week's Southern Star. What else? Oh, we've got a really interesting article by a student from McCroom who won Newsbrand's Journalism Award, and she's writing about some of the characters that make the GAA special. We also have reports from Mount St. Michael's famous win in the Cork post-primary school's senior B final day, Middleton CBS. We've got reports and photos from that. We've also got a report from Kalashta Pubavantry's Cork championship win. They won the senior C title. Is there anything else now I don't want to miss? We have a match report from Clonakilty's draw with Trina in the West Cork League Premier Division. So that title race is really heating up and Martin Walsh in the motorsport section has a massive story and that's the news that Key Cronin, Ballylickie's Key Cronin has made the switch to Pirelli tyres ahead of this weekend's Jim Clark Rally in Scotland. So loads there to stick your teeth into this week and if you can't make it to the shops to pick up a copy of the Southern Star, you can always subscribe online. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and read the Southern Star on your computer, tablet or smartphone for less than two euro per week. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast. I'll be back at the same time next week with Kieran McCarthy, who will be returning. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tomlin.